How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks, and I have a new season co-star with me, uh, Dr. Amy Novotny. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing well, Brad. Thank you so much for having me today. Very excited to be here and share. Absolutely. Thank you also for joining us. So on this episode, I have Dr. Amy Novotny back with me, and uh, we're going to be talking more of the flight or flight response in regards to uh, muscular strength, endurance for some of our athletes out there, and uh, kind of gear it more towards uh, those people out there. So thanks again for having me on, Brad. Really excited to be here. Yeah, thank I'm you for Dr. coming. Dr. Amy Novotny, and I, my original doctorate was in physical therapy, so I have very keen awareness on the fitness and health world, plus I am an endurance athlete as well, so I've used these techniques to help me run 50 miles pain-free, help me run 100-mile ultra marathons in the mountains. I've used this, and what we want to talk about is how can you improve your flexibility, your strength, your endurance, and your power by learning to control your fight or flight nervous system. So when we are doing some type of strengthening program, and I hear this so often, I hear people get to a plateau. I can't make any strength gains. I'm working out at the gym this many days a week. I'm doing everything as I should do, but I can't get stronger. I can't bulk up. My legs still look fat more than toned. <laughs> I hear this stuff all the time. Or I do too. The hamstrings are tight. I, I stretch all the time and they just tighten up. And so what I challenge people to do is look at it from a different perspective. We want to look at fitness from a fight or flight nervous system perspective. And here's how to think of it. Imagine your biceps muscle in your upper arm. Let's say it's a foot long. Mm -hmm. If we lift weights all day long and we overuse that muscle, we're just lift or lift something really hard and heavy, you are working to build muscle fibers to strengthen that muscle to bulk it up. Let's say now it's shortened to a half a foot because it's toned up all the time. Now, if you can't get it to relax back to that one foot length, and now you're at six inches, when you go to lift something, the muscle can contract and it's only six inches long now and it contracts down, let's say to three inches. You're not gonna generate that much strength you may not be able to lift stuff like you would because the muscle is already abnormally toned to six inches instead of its original 12 inches. So what we often do is say, okay, well, let's stretch that muscle out. Let's try to get it back to that 12 inches because I want to be able to contract that muscle from 12 inches to three instead of six to three. Exactly. Now the problem is you are trying to stretch a muscle externally by pulling on your arm to stretch it out. There's a problem with that because it's not an external problem. It's an internal problem. You have trained your nervous system to tell the muscle to contract nonstop at six inches. Mm. So if you pull on it from the exterior and you try to stretch it to 12, guess what? You're not addressing the issue. And that's why it doesn't stay at 12 inches because internally you're wired to keep it at six inches. You have trained yourself over and over and over again to keep it at six. So your nervous system is going to keep doing it why a lot of people get injured or they pull something because they're trying to stretch something externally that shouldn't be stretched. Yeah, exactly. You can do damage by overstretching and doing it too often as well. Mm -hmm. So instead, if we work on calming the nervous system down so the nervous system knows that that muscle doesn't need to be contracted all the time, 
the muscle can release, go back to the 12 inches without stretching, which is why I don't advocate stretching because I want my nervous system to calm down so my muscle releases naturally from an internal way instead of me doing something to my body outwardly that is not going to address the issue and potentially is hazardous to me. So this is what I do with people and teach them, okay, now if we got that bicep muscle to release internally back to 12 inches, guess what? Now you can contract it from 12 inches to three inches down and generate more strength. And when we do this, we also have to initially drop the weight because your body is not used to holding the weight from 12 inches to three. It's only used to from six inches to three. Mm -hmm. So when we're doing any type of weight training, there's two reasons why we want to do weight drops. One is if you get the muscles to release, they're not used to working in that new range of motion. The other thing is as we're learning to calm down the body, we want to release the back. We want to get the back muscles to stop overworking. And that is so that way we can feel our arms and legs move. So if I take away your back while you're doing a bicep curl, all of a sudden you're not going to be able to lift as heavy as weight. Exactly. Yep. So we have to drop your weight down too. So something like a bicep curl, say sit in a chair, round out your back, get your knees higher than your hips. To take away your back, you'll feel like you're slouching, then do a bicep curl. I guarantee you, you won't be able to lift the same amount of weight as when you're sitting on the bench, chest out, shoulders back, sucking up your gut. Because when you sit like that, you're using your back. Yeah. And it's not serving you as well as you would like in terms of targeting your arm muscles. Yeah. And, you know, someone standing up just in the personal training world, you know, they'll start doing little little forward back movements, little squats, mm -hmm. anything they do can to help them you know, lift the heavier weight, which is not what you want all the time. Right. Right. And a lot of people, when they do squats, they flatten out their back or arch their back and they stick their butt out backwards to do a squat. And I say, Nope, I want you rounded. I want your low back rounded, tuck your butt under all of a sudden you feel your legs in mm -hmm. a way that you never felt before. And most people can't do that. And so we have to take it slowly to let the belly button loose. So the belly pooches out instead of sucking it in. And all of a sudden it shifts and you can generate strength that you never had before. And it's a little bit of a process because as soon as you start to get the back out of the equation, now all of a sudden you can feel your arms and legs differently. You start with lower weight than you're used to, and then you gradually build up and you get to stronger gains than you've had been. And even more agility because now you can move differently. You have more range of motion. It improves your power, your agility, all of those things improve everything. I'm sure your muscular endurance as well. Absolutely. And it's what I use for marathons and ultra marathons because we can calm down the fight or flight nervous system. So the muscles go back into their resting position in the middle of a run mm -hmm. pain goes away because tissues stop pinching together from an abnormal muscle pull and voila, you are able to run again, pain-free improves your endurance because you're conserving resources Instead of running in fight or flight mode, you can run in a neutral position, which conserves resources and your endurance improves immensely. That's great. Um, when you're assessing somebody, how, how are you finding out like, oh yeah, it's your, your bicep. Like you use that example. How are you just by talking to someone, distinguishing if they have problems in their bicep, tricep, quads, glutes, or is it more just, you're just going through their overall body for the, the nervous system 
or you are you working off of what they're telling you like i can't do very heavy squats or very heavy bicep lifts but i'm stronger on everything else is is that kind of what you use well all of my sessions are done through zoom so i'm coaching people through zoom so i'm watching them okay i will have them reach overhead reach forward squat bend over Uh, i'll have them walk i'll have them go up and down a step if need be I have them do all these different things. So that way I can see where the problem is. You can yeah. see what's going on. And a lot of times just by having someone simply stand and walk, you can pick apart someone very easily. If they're using their back too much, if they're using their calves too much. One of the things I say when I cringe, when I see someone have really well-defined calves, because I know they're overusing their back. It's, it's very common to see both of those together because I know they're used to using their back. They're used to being on the ball of their feet. Their back musculature is going to look fabulous, but the but it can lead to so many severe problems. Yeah. Well, and then there's a the certain limit too to the human body. Like a lot of people just keep wanting to, you know, probably more on the guy side. But you know, we, you know, everything's great. You're looking great. Your form's great. But like, yeah, but I want to lift heavier, 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 heavier. And there's just a certain point, you know. And I tell my audience all the time, like, you're not you're not getting paid to, you know, bicep curl hundred pounds. Like what, why are you doing this to yourself? So there's, there's limits to the human body and you're, you're risking injury versus reward or the reward is what you, what you look like, but, but definitely it's more of, you know, you assessing them and then them saying they have like an issue with a specific probably body part compared to the rest of their body. And that's something you can kind of help them with. I'm sure. Yeah, and the thing is when people start to realize how much they're back dominant in all of their movements and they take that away and they start feeling their arms and legs differently, it's a game changer for their mindset, their mentality, they tone up, they look better. And that's a huge factor because a lot of people keep wanting to lift weights because they want to get a certain look, Mm -hmm. but they may not be achieving it if they have these compensations and if their nervous system doesn't calm down. So I really challenge people to look at how are you calming down your nervous system after every workout? Do you spend most of your day in parasympathetic relaxation, chill mode, and then do your workout, but then calm back down? The more you can control it, the well, the better you're going to be able to feel and use your arms and legs and they get better definition. Awesome. Um, and then how about for your marathon runners out there, you know, at a certain point, there's only so much more you can push. Maybe you help them get 10% better on their time, but there's only so much the human body can, can go right. At some point they're going to have to accept that. Okay. This is the best I can be. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, there is, you know, men are closing on, on that two, two hour mark for the marathon. They keep improving it yeah. little by little. I, I think it, I don't think it has to do with the physical body per se with the person, but their constraints on the rest of their life. Yeah. I mean, if someone had complete and utter time and didn't have to worry about family, didn't have Jobs. to worry about relationships, <laughs> putting food on the table, a roof over our head, that's where a lot of the constraints come from. No one really lives in a bubble to really test what your limits are. But a lot of times people just don't have access to the knowledge on how to continue to improve their strength, agility, body, all of those things, because most people don't have someone that talks to them about their fight or flight nervous system that adds a constraint to their workout and their progress. Yeah. 
Well, that's awesome because all this is new to me as well. You know, like I love interviewing and meeting new people because you, you find out all these things and you can test drive some of this. And like I said, I'll be doing my, my 15 minute consult just to <laughs> see what's wrong with me. Um, any uh, final words on, on this uh, topic? No, I think just really take a look at after you do a workout or any type of exercise or sport, can you truly calm down your body? Do you feel like you get rid of that pressure in your chest? Do you feel everything go back to looseness without having to stretch? Can you do it or do you have to stretch? And if you're stretching, are you really achieving anything other than pulling on your muscles? Can you feel it release internally? That's the key is internal release. Are you achieving it or not? If you can't get help. That's right. That's the key to life. Get help. Don't do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, what's so? How's what's the best way of, for people to get a hold of you? I'm sure you have a website, social media, mm -hmm. YouTube channel. Yeah, so you can Google me, Dr. Amy Novotny. I'm on pretty much all the social medias out there: Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those things. Also, my website is paberinstitute.com. P-A-B-R Institute.com. But I tell people one of the best things to do is reach out to me, send me an email. Amy, A-M-Y, at paberinstitute.com. And truly, just reach out to me. Let me know kind of what's going on in your life. If you need some free resources, if you want to work one-on-one, -on -one, I would be happy to connect with you. Awesome. All right. That's very exciting. And uh, I'll, of course, put all the, the links in the, the podcast details so people can get a hold of you as well.